of America, Washington, D.C., signing on. episode of Radio Contra, the podcast of AmericanPartisan.org, Brushbeater Training and Consulting, hosted by me, NC Scout, the number one best-selling author, still now eight months straight, of The Gorilla's Guide to the Balfang Radio with 519 reviews on Amazon.com for an overall four point seven star rating and uh it is really good to be with you coming off of last weekend's fighting carbine course and uh there were some things about that course that i want to put out now uh, a lot of people were asking about uh fighting carbine getting another one up on the calendar scheduling one uh for the fall and originally for the fall, I had some room in the calendar in September. Originally for the fall, I was going to take a significant amount of time off and really just uh, spend some more time at home, spend some more weekends at home, of course, with the family and, um, you know, kind of back off some of this stuff, really in an effort to focus on writing, getting some more books kicked out. Of course, I have the uh, Signals Intelligence Manual that is yet untitled, but you're really going to gonna enjoy it. Uh, but I had to press pause on that. I've got a couple other books on communications and, of course, The Gorilla Dispatch Volume 3 that is all in the works. And it takes a whole hell of a lot of time to do this stuff. And, um, you know, with, with the training calendar being what it is, it's tough, man. It's tough. And running, uh, you know, a house and having a family and, you know, all of the things that I've got going on and a lot of improvement projects that I have in the works for uh, my training facility as well. You know, it's a lot of time, a lot of time to dump into that. But, uh, you know, that's also why I allowed myself some time in the calendar going into the fall for things that may uh happen may arise because the one factor the one factor that you have absolutely zero control over zero control over um can't do a damn thing about it is the weather is the weather and so during the fighting carbine course wonderful class searingly hot i mean absolutely uh, one hundred thousand percent hotter than than necessary than than is comfortable, uh, than what you would want on the range, and um, you know, it it 
Definitely, uh, you know, with the humidity on up there into the high 90s, um, you know, maybe heat index maybe around 100 on uh, last Saturday, and and it, it was it was tough. Sunday, you know, class was was rolling right along, everything was good, and uh, man, you know, we were kind of dodging a couple little thunderstorms on on Saturday. Uh, going into the afternoon, but I mean, hey, you know, it is what it is. Sunday, though, Sunday, uh, right around noon, so we were getting into uh, our barricade drills and shooting around obstacles and, and really getting into the most fun part of the class. So, you know, Saturday, a fighting carbine is really all about um, those static uh, weapons manipulation and uh, those gross motor skills, and, and that's really what we get into. And then Sunday, the first portion of the day is is uh, ambidexterity, of course, you know, recapping what we did on Saturday, getting uh, those nice warm-up drills in, and then uh, ambidexterity, and then moving right into shooting around obstacles and working our way up to team movement. Uh, so, you know, you, you're moving and shooting as a buddy team. And to me, that's very, very important because we don't really get to do this a lot. Uh, we don't really get to do this a lot. And I think in, in my mind that this is a critical training task, um, absolutely critical training task in class because, you know, violence does not occur singularly. It is a team activity. It is it is something that uh, people do in groups, and um, you know I think that that a lot of training environments and a lot of skills in in the firearms industry is focused on uh, singular aspects, and that's not a criticism. Okay, it's not a criticism. It, it's just a reflection of of what I've seen, uh, but you have to work on those team skills and you have to get comfortable with the fact that, that people are going to be shooting around you. Uh, your team members are going to be shooting around you. And so, you know, there are some schools that, that do work on that out there. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of firearms trainers out there. Uh, they, there seems to be more every day. And, you know, I, I can say that uh, if they're a GWAT vet, and they've got their time down range that, that you're going to get some wisdom there. Uh, you're absolutely going to get some wisdom there. And it's, it's well worth um, training with them. And, and there's a lot of them. I mean, Intrepid Tactics, big, big shout out there. Uh, you know, if, if you're on the West Coast, Intrepid Tactics, my man Bryce, we, we did a, a great podcast together. That's one uh, that, that you definitely, definitely are going to learn some things and get uh, the history of why and, and why it's relevant. You know, that's that's certainly one. Of course, myself, there, there's a lot of other guys, though, uh, a lot of other guys, uh, Outrider Training Concepts, Outrider Training Systems. They're over on Twitter. That's another one. Um, another one. So big shout out to, to those crews, uh, because from what I've seen, they're doing a lot of great stuff. And so a shout out to them, um, like to get you on a podcast. And so it's kind of an open invitation and a shout out. Um, but anyway, anyway, with that said, you know, you can't control the weather. And so this massive lightning storm showed up. 
dumped a huge amount of rain. The, the range got flooded, the range road, which for everybody who, who has trained with me knows the range road can kind of be a challenge. And uh, I worked diligently on Friday to get that sh- as straightened out as possible and did. And uh, it was, you know, pretty, pretty nice. But that being said, still, uh, it was a hazard for people to actually be on the range for the remainder of the course. So what I did, you know, getting everybody that, you know, my number one goal is safety uh, after, of course, the, the training, but in, in parallel to that. But my number one goal is, is absolutely uh, safety on the range, safety off the range and making sure, you know, the, that my all my students all of my friends, all of my um, my my cohort are all taken care of, right? Because that's an NCO's first duty as well, a non-commissioned officer, right? Is is the accomplishment of my mission and the welfare of my soldiers, right? And so that's how I I, I look at everything when I uh, have people in classes. I'm there to take care of you. And so with a lightning storm coming in, and as bad as it was. As bad as it was, it, and and it was rough. Uh, that that was a a pretty hellish storm. It was the tail end of that storm system that's currently hitting the northeast and flooding everything out. So um, we put a new date on the calendar because I couldn't accomplish all of the training tasks that I felt like needed to be addressed in class. This is what I did with with all the students that were there, and this was a packed house, by the way. Um, had, uh, 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 16 students, which is huge for a rifle course, uh, which is about average, right? That's about average for, for what we're getting. I kept the class at 15. I always kept classes at 15, but, um, you know, that that's, I had another one who, who was a last minute addition and Hey, you know, come on in. I'll, I'll take one or two more and get you in there. But, um, Anyhow, anyhow, what we did, I added another date to the calendar. It is the very last weekend of September going into October. Uh, it is the, um, the 30th and the 1st. So the 30th of September and the 1st of October, we are adding a new fighting carbine course to the calendar. And I have a limited enrollment. It is up on brushbeater.store. It is a limited enrollment course. But I offered it to all of the guys who were in class because my biggest goal in doing this is training. Okay, you know, the the financial aspect of it, it, of course, you, you know, everybody's in business to make money for sure. But it is about training. Training is first and foremost and making sure that everybody who comes to class is trained to my standard. Okay, and so you walk away from class with a specific set of skills, right, that you have learned through experiential learning because you've done it. You've done the hands-on, and that's what's important to me. So all the students that were in class, uh, you know, it is it is wide open for all of you. You have a uh, and, and you know we discussed this before everybody parted ways because there was no way that we were going to get back down on the range. 
that day. It, it wasn't going to happen. Uh, I went back down and, and got the range straightened out, moved uh, barricades and everything, and I had to drive my Can-Am down there because there was no way that trucks were, were going to get back out on that range, not without getting buried. Um, it, and it, it was it was that dangerous. It was dangerous to everybody. Uh, so all the students that were in that class, you know, you're more than welcome to come back and, and we're going to do the whole course over again, you know. And, and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there like, man, you know, that that's, uh, you know, last portion of the course on Sunday and whatever. Hey, I don't care. Like I said, training, the training goals are, are what is critical to me. So everybody that was in that class and you know who you are, um, those are the dates we're, we're uh, going to be a, a doing the whole class over again everything we're going to be doing it over again because weather is that one thing that you just can't account for and again we discussed all of that however with that said those dates that are up on the calendar it is limited enrollment so anybody else that wants to enroll in that class um, you know the information is up on brushbeater.store it is up on brushbeater.store so, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get some fresh faces in the course as well as the guys who were in it and going to be going to be a hell of a lot of fun. All right. Going to be a hell of a lot of fun. And I really love teaching the fighting carbine course because I like making people more dangerous. All right. I like making people more dangerous. It's that is the name of the game and, and, and seeing that empowerment that people have when they come to class seeing that empowerment, seeing, um, you know, that look of confidence that they have that, hey, you know, I can take care of business now. I'm confident enough in my skills and my weapon system that I can protect my family. That That's what's critically important to me. Um, and and it, it is a satisfaction like you would not believe uh, to, to be able to see that and see that in action. Uh, so, you know, it, it's to me again. I, I'll, I'll, I'll revisit this. That's what's critically important. Um, you know, and, and weather is that one thing that you can't account for, you can't control. But uh, you know, hey, this this is what we're doing, and and um, looking forward to training with all of you out there, and everybody that was in that class. I'm looking forward to linking up with you again because we did have a hell of a lot of fun. I mean, Saturday was was ridiculously hot, but we had a hell of a lot of fun. Um, you know, the the evening time after class, we got some some good trigger time in with night vision. We got to test and evaluate the new IR laser that I have on the market. Brand brand new, of course. I am working with a couple of Stano companies out there, Surveillance, Target Acquisition, and Night Observation, Stano, that is the, the OG acronym for uh, Night Vision, Thermal, etc., etc., etc. And like I've been saying, I've got a lot of products that are going to be coming out going into uh, the end of the summer and into the fall. I've got a lot that, that is being built right now. Uh, it is being built. It is uh, some of it is is new products. Some of it's stuff that's been around for some time. But the designate IR, which is available on brushbeater.store, 
and I am looking over at them right now. What is up on the store is in stock. Okay, I have it. I have it at my store location, located deep in the heart of rural northern North Carolina. It is right here, and the students got trigger time with it. Um, under $1,000, American-made, okay, American-made, under $1,000, coming in at, at uh, $895. The visible laser, IR laser, are mated together, makes it real easy to zero it. We went through the whole process of, of zeroing your laser and uh, using it when we went down to the range. And, um, you know, utilizing night vision. Why do you need an IR laser? Okay. I think that it's a critical piece of gear. And I get, you know, hey, passive aiming and that whole conversation, right? We, we can have a conversation at a later time about all that. And, and there is a, a case to be made for that. But, but you definitely need an IR laser. Okay, it, it's it passive aiming doesn't work for everybody. Okay, and it doesn't work on all weapons platforms either. So this uh, designated IR, why am I such a big fan of it? You know, I wasn't approached by the company that manufactures them to be a dealer. I approached them, and I approached them because I bought one of the the original run of them. And I felt that it was a absolute game changer for uh, not just, you know, because it's a, a really cool laser, all right? But because it is a game changer on the AK specifically. Um, you know, the Kalashnikov is not really conducive to running uh, a bunch of enablers, right? It's not really conducive to that. It, it's, you know, there's uh you know tack lights and uh and and what have you and and you know i've i've done everything from running a pec 15 on one with uh in conjunction with a riser mount for the optics and i really don't like doing that uh to you know side mounting ir lasers tried that with a purse four and then again with a steiner um really didn't like that setup either because it's kind of kludgy um, it's kind of kludgy. And so one of the, the best ones on the market that I saw was a B.E. Myers Mall because of the, the way that it's offset. And it, it has a very low profile on your rail. But the B.E. Myers Mall, I think, is, is uh, even though it is a wonderful piece of gear, the price point is outside of what is practical for a whole lot of people out there. Okay, a whole lot of people. And I think that that's really unfortunate. But, you know, anyway, with that said, there's other people in the shooting community. There's other people in the night vision community um, that thought the same thing. And so there was a lot of innovation that went into building the Designate IR. And so when this hit the market and the fact that it is 100% American made, that it it is um, you know here in America and it's at a price point that I think is is very justifiable for the common man out there. Uh, this 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 is a really good piece of gear. 
Um, you know, and so evaluating mine on the AK, and I bought it completely uh, unsolicited, you know, bought it direct from the company and, and bought it about six months ago when I discovered them and, and was not really talking about it a whole lot, just uh, kind of keeping it quiet and, and, you know, utilizing it and seeing how it runs and uh, kind of getting the ins and outs. I'm going to tell you, this thing on an Ultimac rail is is really really good so everybody that knows uh, has been following me for a long time you know with the ak uh i run an ak with the ultimac rail uh slr gunworks is is another really good company producing a uh, similar product out there uh, both of those rails work very well the ultimac is is just what i've been running for uh, a little over a decade and a half now and so you know i I know that it works and it, it really, really works well. Okay. Uh, I run that with a mini red dot site, you know, uh, aim point T2 hollow sun, uh, the hollow sun 403. I think it's, you know, they're, they're, they're both quality optics, closed emitter red dot, uh, you know, low mounted, uh, mounted up front in front of the iron sights. And for me, that is about the best, AK setup for all practical purposes that you can get. Um, you know, I know magnified optics and, you know, this, this, that, and the other, and some of that stuff is kind of neat. Uh, but really when, when you're talking the, the Kalashnikov and, and, uh, practical fighting carbine and keeping the weapon light too, because the AK can really rack up some serious weight in a hurry when you start throwing a whole lot of stuff on it. Uh, so keep, keep that weapon as light as possible. Cause you're already talking about a weapons platform that's significantly heavier, about a pound and a half or so heavier than the AR 15. And, you know, you start throwing enablers on there and it's, it's going to add some weight, uh, real, real quick. So keep everything real light that setup on the AK Ultimac rail or SLR gunworks rail with a mini red dot sight, uh, up front. You know, that, that's about as good as it's going to get. But running an IR laser is a challenge and a pretty serious one when you're talking, you know, keeping your weapon streamlined. Uh, I like to keep everything on the sides of the weapon about as, as, you know, flush with the bore as possible because I don't like things hanging off my weapon one side or the other. You know, it, it, it throws the balance of the gun off. It gets caught in vegetation during movement. Um, you know, it, it's there's all sorts of challenges with that, right? So there, there's a reason when you look at, uh, you know, all the guys that have been there and done that, in, that, that are, you know, kind of sharing their wisdom on weapons setups, that the IR laser that, that we're running is typically in one location, right? It's, it's out, you know, kind of, at least two thirds of the way towards the bore, if not closer. And it's, it's where your support hand can index, uh, ambidexter ambidextrously can't talk ambidextrously, uh, from, from one side or the other. Right. But your support hand can index the button, right. The button on top of it and, you know, pressure switch and all that. Hey, you know, kind of roll my eyes here, but, um, you know, if that's your thing, fine, but still that setup, right? So you can manipulate the trigger on your laser 
or your tack light if you're running that with your support hand. Um, that's a challenge to do with the AK because if you're doing it that way, you have to use a riser mount with your optic. Well, with the designate IR, you don't have to do that because it sets so doggone low, just like the B.E. Myers Mall. But this thing is coming in at a, at a very, very low price point uh, for what you're getting. And I think that the, the bang to buck ratio on this $8.95 American made um, wonderful laser. It is it is held up incredibly well. The specs can be found on Brushbeater dot store over there and uh you know again i've got several in stock i've got more on the way that are being manufactured right now and as somebody asked me uh yesterday you know is this kind of a, a one-time thing or is this going to be something i keep in stock look brother i'm going to be selling these and i'm going to have these in stock for as long as they are manufactured uh the company owner the company owner and the guy that, that uh, designed this, I talked to him for a long time on the phone. And we have a pretty good relationship. I'm going to be selling this product for as long as they're manufactured. And a lot of other things coming down the pipe, too, that I think you're going to get very excited about. So, um, you know, wanted to point that out. Wanted to share that. Wanted to, um, you know, really talk about this product uh, and don't be surprised when you begin to see some buzz about it coming from some of the larger, um, better YouTube channels out there, uh, on firearm stuff, the no fluff YouTube channels, the no bullshit YouTube channels. Uh, so, you know, gonna, uh, I, I'm, I'm grinning. I'm grinning here. So, you know, I'm really excited about that. And, um, I think that you should be too. And again, I've got, I've, I have my stack of them here. The, the first run of them, what, what was, uh, already in stock. And there are certainly more that are on the way because they're being built right now. And it's about a 30 to 45 day turnaround time at this time, from the time that I order them to get them in stock to, uh, to when they're delivered to me, but everything that is up on the website is in stock. I have physical possession of it, uh, everything. And that's all my products. I don't put a product up and tell you it's in stock. If I don't have it, not going to happen. Okay. Not going to happen. And we have the fastest turnaround time from the time that you order to the time your product ships that I've seen yet and and that's that's my promise to you uh, is is that it's always going to be that way um you know getting getting those products into people's hands so uh you know with all that said coming in 30 minutes into this podcast which is uh really <laughs> time flies when i get going on something that uh that, that i i care a whole lot about uh, a couple of things, a couple of things. The Sound of Freedom is burning it up at the box office. Absolutely burning it up. And, uh, um, you know, it's, it's, I'm going to be quite candid here with this audience, with this, uh, you know, all 15,000 of you out there. I'm going to be very candid here. Uh, it's not a film I'm going to go watch. Now, 
I say that, and and I, and I want to point something out. Um, it's not a film I'm gonna go watch. I'm not. I'm not uh, a big contemporary movie guy, and that is not a statement um, to to the film one way or the other. I think I I I, I will pay money for someone else to see it for sure. Uh, it's not a film I'm gonna go watch because. I know that we have real demons, and and, and I've seen them. Um, you know, we, we have we have real demons, and and I'm not talking um, necessarily, you know, all the esoteric stuff behind that. I'm talking about about just evil people out there. Um, for me, as a father of of uh, two young young sons, and. Uh, you know, having seen real evil up close and personal, that's just—I know it's there, and um, you know, it—it's for me. It's a—it's. I am very, very proud of this nation and the wonderful audience that's out there, the Christian community, uh, for sure, that has rallied behind this and made what it is. I made it what it is. Um, and, uh, that's, that's awesome. That is really awesome. And, uh, it is proof positive that this is not a nation of the damned in spite of, uh, what we see, uh, and, and what we are served to, and, and really the depravity of which American society is, is, uh, on, on ready display on a daily basis. But there is a lot of good too. There's a whole lot of good. There is is as much good as there is evil, and that's why evil is doubling down. That's why they're putting themselves on display. Uh, but as as far as this film goes, it's for those of us that have seen real evil, we don't need to see it. We don't need to see it on on the big screen um, because we know we we know, and it's something that uh, for me it's it's. It's a very emotional thing, uh, very emotional thing. But I am proud. I am proud that that it is out there and that it is really exposed um, by by the reaction to it, uh, both among people who who are are in, you know incredible. This incredible audience that's out there that is making it what it is, and the people who are reacting to it. In the ways that sadly were very predictable, uh, Rolling Stone being one, you know the the pedophiles, the sex traffickers, these evil people who are preying upon uh, uh, the most innocent among us, they are on vibrant display, and they are putting themselves out there and prostrating themselves. And the hubris by which they do this is really, really, uh, something to behold. And I think that that is the greatest achievement of this film. I really do. It's not the film itself. It's not uh, the the wonderful actors and the people that are behind this and their stated goal to expose this. They're succeeding. Okay, they are absolutely succeeding. But... Uh, with that said, there's a lot of evil out there. There's a whole lot of evil out there. And uh, so, you know, The Sound of Freedom, 
wonderful, wonderful story. Uh, the backstory behind that, um, you know, it, and it's one that I think is is doing a a, a a yeoman's work of waking up the world, but specifically the American people, to what is really going on, what they do not want you to know, what they have been hiding from the mass populace. What the media has been hiding, the mainstream media has been hiding for years and years and years. The evil that walks among us. And um, it's, it's really something that, uh, again, you know, it, it's, it, it is an important thing. And it is an important film. And, and the, the first step in solving a problem is admitting that there is a problem. And that's what this film is doing. And it's, it is waking up a lot of people out there. Uh, so, you know, it, it's God bless them. And, uh, you know, really, really something. All right. It's really something, you know, and speaking of the, the reaction that the media is having, you know, of course, calling that film, you know, a conspiracy theory and QAnon, right. And all the, the, you know, the lines they've been using to scare the populace you know, another great PSYOP campaign that was run was January 6th. And Ray Epps found himself at the center of that in a pretty interesting way. He was certainly uh, present for all of the things that happened at January 6th, which, you know, you, we, we all know uh, because we've been reminded of it over and over and over again. Uh, and of course he was at the center of, uh, of a lot of interesting, uh, phenomena and yet he was never charged, right? He was never charged. He was even named in an anonymous way. Uh, but it's kind of, you know, we all knew who was being discussed, uh, in the court case against Stuart Rhodes, uh, the criminal case. <laughs> He has no charges, and even though he was the chapter president and a close confidant of Mr. Rhodes, he still faces no charges, and he has the mass media protecting him. Uh, if you do a search on his name from Google, and I've got the page up right here, top stories, New York Times, the case that could be Fox's Next, Dominion, of course, discussing the fact that Ray Epps is suing Fox News over uh, Tucker Carlson's coverage of the event. Uh, the Daily Beast, another uh, bastion of left-wing nonsense. Ray Epps preparing to sue Fox over Tucker's January 6th conspiracy theory. The Guardian, uh, the uh, Daily Beast, but in the UK British accent flavor. Fox News may face lawsuit over Tucker Carlson's January 6th conspiracy theory. Uh, Uproxx, who who the hell even knows who they are, but it's top story on uh, another nothing site uh, here. Tucker Carlson may get Fox News hit with another big lawsuit, uh, of course, in reference to the, the uh, Dominion voting machines. Uh, this is just a shakedown, an attempt at a shakedown 
of money out of Fox News. Of course, Fox is hurting. Uh, they're hurting. They uh, certainly uh, shot themselves in the foot with the termination of their cash cow, uh, Tucker Carlson, who is just burning it down on Twitter. Um, he is really, really doing some some good work over there. And, of course, we've been sharing his episodes, uh, small, small recordings that he's done short ones they're easily digestible i think that it's uh, he's knocked it out of the park with those um over on twitter and we've been sharing them on americanpartisan.org but um you know he he did a, a pretty big expose as did revolver uh as did revolver with uh ray epps and and you know the the interesting relationship that ray epps appears to have with some of the the names that that we know from January sixth and uh, the enticement that happened that was recorded, uh, it was on video and there's audio of it as well. He's very clearly saying uh, to people enticing them to get them to go into the Capitol, and yet he's never faced any charges. Uh, so this is pretty pretty textbook here, uh, pretty textbook, pretty blatant. So uh, you know it, it's it's. It is interesting. Uh, it is interesting. And discovery phase of this case is, is going to be really good. Uh, you're you're going to see the uh, his attorney in this civil case move to suppress a significant amount of evidence. And they're going with a civil case uh, for damages because the threshold is, is relatively low of evidence, right? You just need a preponderance. Now, you need a preponderance uh, to gain a victory in a civil case. But it is going to be fascinating. It's going to be interesting to watch this one. Uh, so definitely, I'm going to be covering this, and we're going to be looking at it and exploring it in greater detail. Um, but, um, you know, th- this is, it's very clear that Ray Epps is, is what he is, right? He is what he is. If if it if it smells like shit, it probably is, uh, right? And that's that's what this is. So uh, I'll be diving into that more in greater detail uh, in the upcoming future. I think that there's going to be a lot of talking points that are going to be coming out of this one. Uh, so. Anyhow, with that said, coming up on the end of the episode, I want to give a quick shout out, something that was uh, brought up in the beginning monologue of the last Sons of Liberty, a little bit of a kerfluffle on Friday. Uh, I misnamed the company that was quote unquote supposedly producing Ranger cards and never delivered on them, right? I misnamed a company that actually is a, a genuine company out there and has been uh, doing good on delivering their products to people. Uh, Soul Attack. Shout out to Soul Attack, right? Um, one of the uh, people associated with that company, the company owner, listens, is a podcast listener, and he was a little bit out of shape. Um, you know, so soulattack.com got. Uh, some really cool products that are up on their site. Uh, I discussed with the company owner behind closed doors the incident 
offered an apology, offered a public apology. Hey, you know, that, that is what it is, right? We all make a few mistakes and, uh, you know, from time to time, the company in question that was ripping people off on a Ranger cards. Now he never offered Ranger cards. Never, you know, never was a thing. He offers medical products and some logo gear and what have you. Um, but never offered any Ranger cards. This company in, in question, Solarium Tactical, Solarium Tactical. So you could kind of, you know, understand Solarium Tactical, Solatac. Yeah, similar names, right? Solatac is not the company in question. Solarium Tactical is. So when you go back and you listen to that monologue, Solarium Tactical, those guys still fuck you, right? You screwed a lot of people out of their money. You didn't give them their products. Not cool. Not cool at all. Okay. We know who you are. You owe me. You owe me products, which I don't even want them. Because let me tell you something. It, it's, it, it was a blessing in disguise. These are products that I never even thought about uh, offering or, or, you know, working with the, the actual manufacturer of them and offering them to the public. I never even thought about doing that. And because you screwed so many people, well, I reached out to to the company that is producing them. And now we've got our own, right? Which you can find on brushbeater.store. You know, so, hey, is what it is, you know. But with that said, uh, Soul Attack definitely issuing a, hey, man, I'm sorry, did that, uh, you know, on Friday. I was in the middle of juggling chainsaws, getting stuff ready for class, everything else. Um, and hey, you know, we talked about it, we worked it out and, and open invitation always, as always to get on the podcast because I would love to talk to you, love to discuss some things, you know, but when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong and I was incorrect in pointing that out. Right. So, uh, you know, again, third time, third time's a charm. Apologize for that. Uh, and a retraction and I'm never going to sling mud at somebody that doesn't deserve it, that hasn't earned it. And I certainly always keep receipts always with that said, folks, a lot of ground covered in this episode. And, uh, as always look forward to seeing you in class as well as, uh, being able to supply you with all of the gear you're going to need, right? We get the good guys, the gear they need, everything from communications to night vision and infrared and thermal, which will be coming. The ever popular Ranger cards that are up on the site got plenty in stock. And I've got more products that are going to be added uh, weekly. We've got more and more things. Field manuals are up. All of them are back in stock, by the way. All of them are back in stock. We've got everything. So we are fully stocked. Our, uh, <laughs> I was going to say our magazine is fully locked, cocked, and ready to rock and roll. Folks, get out there. Get some training in. Do good work. God bless, and I'll talk to you again very very soon. This is NC Scout, out.